1: Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.
2: Let's talk to our buddy Dave Cohen. He, of course, the voice of uh, Georgia State uh, Athletics. You can follow him on Twitter, at GA State Voice. Georgia State looks to try to get its first win of the year. As they take on Army this weekend. They're uh, up in... Well, Dave, where they they play up in West Point. Where does Army play their home games now? Yeah, yeah they're at West Point uh, up at
3: Mitchie Stadium. So this will be our first trip up there. You know, this will be the, at least in the last, what, two, three years, third time we've played them, but the first time we've played them up the year. The two previous times, they've come down here to Center Park Stadium. So looking forward to this trip and hoping that we can uh, – as you mentioned, bounce back and uh, pick up that first win of the season.
2: You know, Dave, I-, I know that there, I know that there's not one answer when I ask this question, but what has been that? What do you think has been the biggest factor about this 0-4 start for Georgia State?
3: Well, you know, out of the gate, if you go back to the game at South Carolina back on September three. That turned out to be a 35-14 loss, but 14 of those, actually 15 of those 35 points that South Carolina scored came on two block punts that were recovered for touchdowns. And Prior to that happening, Georgia State uh, had a 14-12 lead and was actually playing pretty well, Um, but ended up leaving Columbia with a 35-14 loss. Fast forward. To week two, first time hosting a Power Five at uh, Center Park Stadium. North Carolina came in. And Georgia State got down early in that game, John, 21 3. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they fought back and eventually had a 28 21 lead. But on the next possession, or uh, well, the next couple of possessions, North Carolina, with, uh, you know, some big plays, they were able to come back and, um, you know, win the football game 35 28. Charlotte was the one that I think was more surprising than, uh, than any of the other three based on the fact that uh, coming into Atlanta, they were 0-3 and had given up a lot of points. Now, granted, they weren't playing with their starting quarterback uh, since their first game, and Chris Reynolds did get the start against Georgia State that night, week three, and I've got to admit he looked pretty good, and, you know, in my opinion was the reason – You know, in a shootout, they were able to win that football game 42-41, but that really was anybody's game down the stretch, and Coastal Carolina came in in week four this past week, and, you know, we beat them last year up in Conway in a shootout 42-40 when they were a top 25-ranked program. It was Georgia State's first win over a ranked school in in program history, but we we didn't face Grayson McCall. Uh, He was sidelined due to injury. you know just our luck he's back this year and you know he's firing on all cylinders and he came in and uh, looked really good and they set the tone early with a 49 yard kick return followed by the first play from scrimmage for 50 51 yards for a touchdown they were up 7 nothing before i even was able to take a second breath and so they set the tone early and defensively they held us to 78 yards rushing, and that's a, this is a Georgia State team that in the first three games was averaging 231 yards per game on the ground. So, you know, there has been various reasons, whether it's been special teams, whether it's been giving up big plays, uh, or, you know, give Coastal Carolina credit. They scored 41, and defensively they held us to just 78 yards, you know, on the ground. And you know that's a big reason why you know we lost the football game, and I didn't even realize. And Harper Bell, you know, is is with me on the broadcast, and we didn't even realize, you know, until we're we're sitting there in the post game show reading the post game stat sheet. Coastal Carolina was basically two to one on time of possession. They had it for 40 minutes and four seconds. Georgia State had it for 19 minutes and 56 seconds. So. If you're, if you're only going to have the football about 20 minutes, you basically almost have to score on every possession in a game where you're facing a quarterback in at in an offense like Coastal Carolina. So, as I told Harper, do the math. It just didn't, you know, it didn't add up, and ultimately we, we ended up
0: Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply.
2: Scoring 24. Dave, you know, and I know one game at a time, but it does feel like if it doesn't, you know, if there's not a victory this weekend, boy, Southern the following, you know, following week, a couple weeks after that, at Appalachian State, we know what they've done this year. Old Dominion's not been bad. I mean, they probably should have beat Virginia a couple of weeks ago. You know, Monroe's not great. James Madison has been pretty good. Marshall's not bad, but you're going on the road to Marshall. It really feels like if it doesn't happen this weekend, that that schedule really starts to get tougher and finding wins just gets harder and harder. And it feels like this weekend is so important to just at least get that taste of victory and then, okay, let's regroup and figure it out from there.
3: Man, I'm totally with you, John. It's, it's a little scary at this point because I don't think anybody at Georgia State, myself included, thought that, you know, we would be 0-4 at this point. But you're right. Army is a tall task to go up there and face them the way that, uh, you know, the way that they operate as a football program, you know, primarily running the football. But just to touch on what you mentioned, you're right. October 8th, Georgia Southern comes in. No matter how good or bad or struggling a team has been, when we've played each other, it really doesn't matter. That is the you know the annual showdown. It's the annual rival game. And Again, throw the records out as they say. You just never know what's going to happen. But you're right, going up the mountain to Boone uh, to face Appalachian State. Look, we haven't beaten them yet since they've been in the Sunbelt Conference. So, you know, that's another checkbox item for Georgia State. But it's never easy to go up to Boone and, and face those guys. You mentioned Louisiana Monroe. You know, they've not really been one of those Sunbelt programs that's, uh, you know, that's done a whole lot in recent years. But, again, give credit where credit's due. Terry Baden is the second-year head coach out there. and They beat Louisiana Lafayette this past week, yeah. which they have not done. And I couldn't tell you how long, but it's been, it's been a long time. James Madison just recently went up the mountain to Boone and handed Appalachian State a loss, and going to Marshall, listen, that's the same Marshall football team, as you, I'm sure you guys have mentioned, that beat uh, that beat Notre Dame and South Bend yep. You know, earlier in the season. So you're right, there's not a game on the schedule that you can look at and say, oh yeah, we got a pretty good chance to get that one. They're all going to be tough battles week in and week out for Georgia State. And again, it's, it's a tough way to open the season at South Carolina and then have North Carolina come in and, uh, you know, going to army, you know, this is an army football team. And I, I know that they played Villanova in their most recent game. It was their first win of the season. They're one and two, but John, they rushed for 472 yards against Villanova. That is just a, a ton of yards and. You know, what a way to uh, dominate time of possession and really, you know, dominate the, uh, you know, the, the way that football game ended up playing out. I mean, it, it sounds like Villanova's offense was barely on the field.
2: Dave Cohen, the uh, voice of Georgia State Athletics, joining us here on the com hotline as we get ready for Georgia State and Army coming up this weekend. You know, one, one number that really stuck out to me, Dave, as I'm looking at this thing is, Georgia State is, and and now I apologize, it's either like 102nd or 108th in the country on third down defense. They've had a really tough time getting off the field with their defense on third down. And then conversely, they've been okay. I think they're 40% on third down. But, you know, that's not a top-tier number in in college football. It seems like third down on both sides of the ball has – given problems to Georgia State this year, both getting off the field and converting enough of their own.
3: Yeah, no question about that. And as I look at that schedule again, you look at who they face. So Spencer Rattler in game one for South Carolina, a pretty good quarterback in Drake May for North Carolina week two, Chris Reynolds for Charlotte, who I was very impressed with uh, with week three. And again, Grayson McCall, who might be the best quarterback in the Sunbelt Conference week four. So you're right, on third downs, trying to get stops, Uh, we have, Georgia State has given up, you know, we'll call it uh, some big plays uh, in order to, you know, for the the Gamecocks, the Tar Heels, the 49ers, and the Shawna Clears, to keep their offensive uh, unit on the field. That has been a problem this year.
2: Dave, um, as we continue to go through this, you know, obviously there's been a lot of goodwill the last couple of years with getting to bowl games and things like that. And I know you and I talked about before the season started that this may be one of the more talented teams that Sean Elliott has had or maybe the most talented team. And I get that the schedule early is tough and things like that. But, you know, not that there's going to be any changes, but but how, how much angst does there get to be if this thing becomes – Three and nine, two and ten, or something like that. Because look, we just went through the schedule. There, there are not a lot of games where you point at and say, "Okay, I feel like we're pretty good there." And the offense has had some of its issues. Defense is still trying to find its way. But zero and four is zero and four. And what do you think is what do you think kind of the feeling is if this thing does start to get sideways? I mean, is it just regroup and you know let's get back at it next year or You know, is this one of those things where maybe some coordinators get changed or things like that? Some usually if things go really wrong, a program starts to make some kind of change.
1: We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? let odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs advertise with odyssey visit ads.odyssey.com
3: yeah and you know i can't really speculate on that i can tell you they'll be out of practice three days a week that um and this may be kind of cliche-ish but you know coach Elliott has told me in interviews that we've done when we've been struggling and when we've been really you know playing really well like they were last year after starting out one and four and then winning seven of their last eight that you really have to try to stay as balanced as you can you can't get too down uh in situations like this because you still have a job to do you still got to go to practice every day you still got meetings uh but you can't get too high either you can enjoy it uh but you have to realize it for what it is And, and in each situation whether it's struggling or whether it's you know, playing really well, there are reasons for that. And, you know, so I see at practice, you know, Coach Elliott and all the assistant coaches still out there coaching, still out there teaching, still out there encouraging. And so I don't really see, uh, I'm not going to say there's not a sense of urgency, but I, you know, just from where I stand and sit, I don't see a sense of panic. I see continuing to do their job, meaning players and coaches, and, again, try to get that first win. Sometimes, and this is a perfect situation, sometimes getting that first win when you're in a situation like this tends to feel like it's a little bit more elusive. Uh, but, again, this is a team that knows how to win. They brought back a lot of experience after winning seven of their last eight, when having an eight-win season, and winning the Camellia Bowl. Injuries have been a little bit of a problem this year, Uh, Blake Carroll, one of the four team captains and one of our starting inside linebackers, has an Achilles heel injury and is out for the year. Uh, There's been some injuries over the last two games with uh, offensive linemen. Uh, Three of the the offensive tackles, you know, have missed games over the last two weeks. So there's a little bit of that going on, which they haven't really had to deal with much uh, over the last year. Uh, But again, I, I don't see that sense of panic. I see a sense of urgency. But I think there's a big difference between urgency and panic. I think I've told you this before. Teams tend to take on the personality uh, of their head coaches. And knowing Coach Elliott as I do and having seen him these last five years and this year, you know, I think that uh, eventually when they get that first win, uh, things will begin to turn around. It's just, again, going to be a little bit more difficult this year just because of the difficulty of the schedule week in and week out.
2: Follow him on his Twitter page, at GA State Voice. He, of course, is the voice of Georgia State Athletics. Dave Cohen joined us here on the waitfor.com hotline. Dave, as always, man, appreciate it, buddy. Um, Good luck this weekend. Listen, go up there and find a way to get us a victory and bring it back, and we'll chat again soon.
3: All right, John, always appreciate it. Keep your fingers crossed that we get out of West Point, New York with a W this weekend.
1: We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof?